0: Welcome to The Journey. You walk with
1: me, I walk
0: with you. Together we face
1: life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus, the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step. To finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this. And this is called The Journey. The Journey. The journey. Yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? Hope all is well. Welcome back to the fifth episode of The Journey with your host, Karen Xiao. It's a new week, and we thank God so much for bringing us thus far. Today is February 18th, and like I said, it's the fifth episode of The Journey. For today's episode, we're going to be continuing Relationship Month with a topic, Praying for My Spouse, Part 2. So this is the second part of this five-part series where different couples have come and will come to the show to tell us about how the Lord put them together. Last week's episode was a blessing, like a major one, and I'm so excited for today's episode with another two of my favorite people ever. Stay tuned. If you've been tuning into the show, welcome back. But if you're a first-time listener, let me tell you a little bit about the show. So The Journey is a Christ-based podcast that's going to focus on anything and everything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, relationships, health, career choices, but most importantly, how all these things can be better if and when we have Jesus in the center. New episodes drop weekly on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. You can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Again, again and again, please and please again subscribe so that you can you can be notified when new episodes drop. Once again, before I begin my encouragement of the day, I just want to say thank you to last week's guests, Duncan Sam and Ashley Anderson. I'm so grateful to them for coming onto the show and sharing how they prayed for each other and how they got together, and I'm so excited about what today's guests have to say. Today's encouragement of the day is simple. We're treating relationships for the next month and a half. And as we know, relationships are based on two parties. So today my encouragement is everybody needs somebody. My pastor always says that nobody's an island and that we were created to be relational beings. There is no way I can accomplish something without the input of somebody else. Let's take a preacher, for example. How can he preach if there's nobody there to listen? God has given him the gift, yes, but without a congregation, his gift is useless, excuse me to say, or not purposeful. So my simple encouragement of the day is let's value people. Everybody around us is around us for a reason and maybe even for a season. Some are around to uplift us, encourage us, help us, and sometimes even test our patience so we become who God has called us to be. So let's respect people, let's value them, let's be kind to them, love them unconditionally, which I know is very hard, and then let's also give to them. So we're kicking off today's discussion with two of my favorite people ever. She is a friend, a sister, and one of the wisest people I know. He is a gifted preacher, an amazing salesman, who shares the word of God in a relatable and a practical way. I'm so amazed by them and I get so happy whenever they walk into a room. I can't wait for them to share with you how the Lord brought them two together. Together they're Reagan and Lucy Ayim. So singles, get your notebooks once more and let's prepare ourselves to learn more about how to pray for our spouses. So help me welcome Deacon Ray and Lucy Ayim. Hey guys. Hello. Hi, Karen. Karen. How are you guys doing? Uh,
0: Doing great.
1: Good. How are you? You don't sound good, Lucy. (laughs) I was just trying to figure out who you just introduced, but it's fine. Uh Oh, (laughs) it's it's you guys. (laughs) So, we're actually going to start off by you guys telling us a little bit about yourselves, but we're going to change it up a bit. So, Lucy, I want you to tell me a bit about your husband. And then afterwards, you can ready tell me a little bit about your wife.
2: Okay, as Karen said, my husband's name is Regan Ayy. Um, he's a funny person. Um, you don't believe it, but he's really, really funny. <laughs> <It's> yeah, <true. laughs> he's funny, and he's very soft in the inside, which you might not realize when you first meet him because he's very big, as we all know, <laughs> and he can look a little bit intimidating, but he's not. But when you really get to know him, he's really very—he's very soft on the inside, and yeah, that's what I can say. There's more to it, but rebu- I'm not gonna take all the time because he has good stuff in there. But I'm just gonna say a little bit.
0: So wow. yeah. Okay, um, so I have to say something about my wife. Yes. Right?
2: Um, of course.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, she she is funny as well, you know. So usually when we're at home, we have a blast. We don't Aww. have to go outside to a comedy show. But, uh, <laughs> um also you know if, when you get to meet her um when you find her in the room she brighten up a room like she's always oh. smiling and that's one thing i like about her um she's very friendly and she just know how to welcome people oh. she's a giver and in that area she really challenges me no sir wow. she is a wonderful mother and a great cook
2: Oh, wow. Wow, that is very profound. Okay. I I didn't know that. Oh, was a good book. Okay, thank you.
1: Oh. Really... Okay, so before we get to today's interview, we're going to play a little game. Okay. So the game is called Name That Song, Name That Jingle. So there's going to be two rounds. All right, you guys got this. You guys I'm got good this. I'm
0: not with songs. Right.
1: Well, I'm not good with it. <laughs> so there's going to be two rounds. I'm going to sing or hum the jingle, this is going to be the jingle portion and then the song portion. I'm going to hum it. You have ten seconds to guess. Oh god, okay. And then whoever wins gets a prize.
2: Oh, so we're not working as a team here? Cause... No, this is individual. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we're starting. The first one. Can
2: commercial? you do it again? Yeah. I'm gonna feel. It's a
0: state phone Yes.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Okay. You
0: know
2: so what? You know because can... you sell cars, so you uh. need to know about those kind of it's, of shows Okay. It's insurance. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. For... Okay. Second one. It's it's a show, but um, you you know it better be your show. Hmm 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 you know I'm gonna leave <laughs> <laughs> okay last one last one last jingle this is we'll do songs after this but Deacon's
0: winning <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: I saw them alright
2: Karen's song and we and we that's the journey the journey yeah. oh
0: wow yeah, she gave this one to me for free <laughs>
1: Okay, that's yeah, that's so the yeah. winner of round one, unfortunately, was deacon. It's okay, but you got you got it. All right, second portion is the songs. This is the songs we sing in church. Oh, okay. Right. So this one is easy. This, you have to get this one. Oh I yeah. am. <laughs> Jesus, you love me to much. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm mad mean, that took you a long time though. <laughs> like, I, I knew it, but I'm like going mm, uh, uh, Okay, what? second song. So, first one was Lucy. Second song. <clears throat> mm 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 mm. Was, be- <laughs> all right, she was ahead of me. You gotta learn that word. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last song. Okay, so at this, so Lucy got this. I round. think I'm three and
2: she
1: two. Three, two. Really? No, two, two. First got- round, Deacon won. So it's this second round. Oh. Okay.
2: Okay. I think we're going by points, no?
1: Okay, That's, we could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last song. Okay. And then this one, it seems like if Deacon gets it as a tie, then we'll do a tiebreaker. Okay. If you win, you win. Okay. I <sighs> think of a hard song. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mm, 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 mm. Oh, buffos! Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Music, yes. Yeah,
0: so Lucy
1: is crowned the winner. Now we, know we know, know who pays attention in church. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: She won. Guys,
1: yeah, it seems like can let her win. Oh, no, okay, so it's good. We're loosened up. Yeah. You know, the the ice is broken. So let's get into the interview. So today we're talking about praying for a spouse. We had Deacon Sam and Ash on last week, and they really, really broke it down, how God brought them two together, but I know every couple's story is different. So thank God that you guys are also onto the show. So we're also gonna talk about your experience and how the Lord brought the two of you together, and then also educate us, the singles, about how to pray for a spouse. So my first question, which is the same question I asked Deacon Sam and Ash, my first question is, what's the essence of praying for a spouse?
0: Um, so if, if we consider ourselves as Christians, then basically we can't do anything with our own willpower. You know, we have to consort somebody first. And sometimes it's like making your own choice. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a saying in our um, our language that mm-hmm. you need to know you need to you need the feathers to identify what kind of bird mm-hmm. that then is. Mm-hmm. So um if we consider ourselves as a child of God, then we need to consult God first before making any decision. Right. The Bible says that w- when we come in the Lord, everything is new. So we are starting. We are starting a new journey for him. We live when we when we live, we live for him. Mm-hmm. If we die, we die for him. that means that everything that we do is on to God, not for on for our own selves. Right. So, so that's what I would
2: say. I think just um a little that I would add to it is just in general, like you know, just praying to God for anything. I mm-hmm. would say um not just for you know for a spouse prayers. I think Deacon Sam said it really good last week, and I think he said something that sometimes we think that, you know, it's our prayers that brings um, our spouse to us because God is going to make that decision. He already made that decision. Mm -hmm. It's not really your prayers, quote-unquote, that will bring that person, but it's really to build our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So I believe personally that praying for us, the importance of praying for a spouse or praying in general is just to build our personal relationship with God because it's just, you know, communication between us and God. Right.
1: That's really amazing
2: because...
1: I think on the third episode of The Journey, Deacon Ray came onto the show to talk about how the Lord found him, and he expressed to the listeners that um, if he had not f- been found by God, there was no way he would have, you know, met his better half. So I want, you know, Deacon Ray to, I think, maybe share his side of the story about how, you know, he found or how he knew, how you how did you know that Lucy was your wife? How sure... Were you of each other? Let
0: me say. It. I mean from the beginning, or like.
1: Yeah, wherever you want to start from. Um. You know, we don't know you like that.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, well, the way, I, the way God directed me, and the way God dealt with me, I know maybe somebody might go through the same experience. Everybody' mm-hmm. experience is different, mm-hmm. and you know, um, finding a spouse, you know, you have to find yourself first, mm. because if you don't find yourself. How would I even know what is best for me? Right. And that goes back so to, you know, the first question that you, you asked. You know, it's God knows. Who, God knew who I was going to get married to. Mm. I didn't know. It. And I, I think the first time that we met on this show, I said that uh, my, sit, uh, my wife was very close to me, but I was looking for my father. Mm-hmm. You know, she was um, my parents, are friends, um, my sister. She's a friend to my sister. And I've seen her before, but my, my mind and my intention was never never even on her. Right. And I was just wandering around and you know, that that, that kind of things. But I came to know through prayers. Mm-hmm. I came to know through my relationship with God. And I just didn't start praying for a wife. I was actually establishing myself. Oh wow. You know.
1: So can you say that, like you're saying, you were saying that you have to find yourself. Mm-hmm. So that means that the Lord knew it was time for you to get married, or he knew. Wow that, you know, let me reveal to you who your your partner is. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you were seeking for it, but the Lord just showed it to you.
0: I wasn't, because I gave my life to Christ Mm -hmm. and then I had a whole baggage that I was praying about. Mm -hmm. So I had to like um, basically um, uh, pray to set myself free from the world. Mm. And then when I I had a um, a girlfriend at that time and that was like a burden too. So through that praying and praying and praying, and I said to myself that I don't want to come in the Lord and live the same life that I was living before. Mm-hmm. Now I have to live a different life. Right. So when that came, I was like, Lord, you know, around that time, I was to me, I, I felt like I was of age. Um, I think I was around maybe like 26, 25, 26. So then I remember my pastor telling me that he started praying for his wife when he was 14. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, if I'm new in the Lord now, I'm a baby too. So I have to start praying. I didn't care what age that I get married, I just want God to direct me because i didn't want to wait five years later and start praying about it if mm. i have time now what not do that prayer. right right. so in the multitude of praying that kind of prayer i was open-minded i didn't care who it was i told the lord that i want somebody that i'm mean, a god-fearing person somebody mm. that's beautiful from the inside mm. so he should blind my eyes from the physical things because wow. if it's not then i'll be deceived so in the multitude of praying that prayer that you know god revealed to me but I had somebody that was coaching me, who, who was my spiritual father. Mm-hmm. So I was reporting to him because when God revealed something to me at that time, I was very young. I was very immature in the Lord, so I would let him know. And some of the things he would not even give me meaning. He just tell me, "Oh, continue to pray, continue mm-hmm. to pray." So he he guided me. But you know, sometimes we pray with somebody in mind. Mm. We pray with um um what you want to call it. I uh, think uh, uh, Lord, I want this person. I want this person. See, he probably says something. It says that he who finds
2: mm.
0: a wife has found a good thing, you know, 10 mm-hmm. favor. Right. right. With that finding, that doesn't mean that we have to go, <laughs> look. go outside looking. Mm-hmm. It's through the word of God. Right. It's through direction. It's through mm-hmm. somebody that has been there before. And then he who finds, you you remember know I mean? the person who's praying to have to find themselves. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we go ahead praying for spouse. And we don't even know who who, who we are. Mm. We don't even know what we like. God is not gonna give you something that we don't you don't know um if you like it or not. So right. yeah, that's a little that I have to say. Right.
2: Yeah, and um just to again <laughs> um add a little bit to it, um, the question that you asked before, for me personally, it's the same thing, you know, with what my husband shared as well. When I first came in the Lord, I would say 2012. I also came in at that time. I had a boyfriend at that time. So um, me hearing the word of God from pastor, you know, teaching us, you know, how God wants us to do things. I realized that having a boyfriend wasn't something that was pleasing to God. So mm. even from 2012, I would say I was still with my boyfriend from 2012 when I became born again on to 2013. That's when um I started like, you know, praying to God because it was just, you know, something, if something is not from God, And one way you get to understand the word of God, you know that it's not from God. Mm -hmm. So just getting that knowledge, you know, and understanding from God, I realized that it's time to, you know, separate myself from this person. But it was so hard because of like the emotional connection that Mm -hmm. we had because Mm -hmm. being with that person for so long, you know, I had to, it was something that I knew I couldn't do anymore. I couldn't just break up with the person because I knew the patterns, you break up, you come back together, you break up, you come back together, even though you know this and it's not the right thing for you. So I just started praying to God. I told God, I said, God, I am done. You know, I've tried so many times to separate myself from this person. It's not working. Mm -hmm. So right now, just do what you have to do because I knew it wasn't the right thing for me. So during that time from 2012, I would say 2013, I was praying. All that I was doing was just praying to God. And thank God that at that time I was in college. So my roommate, you know, was also trying to find herself in God. So we used to pray all the time. And through that, I was just praying. All that i do was just praying. And then I started speaking in tongues around that time. So I never prayed for my spouse, I would say. Wow. Because at that time, I was getting out of a relationship. So I wasn't thinking about marriage at that time. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about moving from one thing to another thing. I was thinking about separating myself from this person and getting together with God. Wow. That was my mindset. So I never prayed. And I think I was like 21, 22 So marriage wasn't something that was in my mind around that time. I was still in college. So I never prayed for my husband. I was just praying to leave a relationship. That's it. So like I said before, God will just give you when he feels like it's the right time to give you. It's not, personally, I feel like it's not my prayers because I didn't really pray. That's my personal experience. Mm -hmm. I didn't pray for the Lord Lord to reveal my husband to me. Because I had my first dream that I had, even as you said about the signs, my first dream that I had um, about my husband, I didn't even see him. It was the time that at 2013, I was still praying about leaving a relationship. And I remember having a dream. And when I woke up in a dream, it wasn't him that I saw. It was somebody else that I saw in my school. And I, I've never spoken to that person. I was like, wait, why would I have a dream about somebody that I don't even know? Mm-hmm. But when I woke up and I started thinking, I'm like, why would I have a dream about this? But it doesn't even make sense. The Lord just pointed to my memory that it was him. Because wow. the person looks like him. Mm-hmm. Dark skin, red lips, everything just like him. So right there, I knew that he was the one. I'm like, oh my God, how is this even going to happen? Because we don't talk. Mm. You know, I know him. he lives in the area, but we don't have any encounter with all the diseases that he just became born again, just I am, as I am, and we go to the same church. Mm-hmm. So that's when I first knew that he was my husband, even though I wasn't praying about him. This is, this is crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. See, I want to ask something about it. And then I didn't know all of these things, mm-hmm. right? And around that time, like I said, she wasn't even in, mind, in my yeah. mind. I was doing all the prayers. Mm. Like, when it came to marriage, I was praying a lot. I was fasting and praying my break time. I had times to pray, like, intensive prayers. Wow. And she wasn't praying. And uh, when we came together and when we got married, you know, we spoke about it. And I, and I think there's something I always say, say God is not going to put, let's say, he, he, he commanded us to be holy, right? So if I'm a child of God and I'm, by the way, let's say if I'm doing what God wants me to do, he's mm-hmm. not going to pair me up with somebody who's disobedient, always disobeying this mm, word. Mm. And around that time, she was working on herself. That's what I said in the beginning. that You have to find yourself. She found herself. God knew that she was ready to get married. She was thinking she wasn't. Mm. I'm praying for somebody, hoping that, okay, one day God will reveal to me. So it doesn't really necessarily have to be that. Both partners have to be praying. Mm-hmm. All you have to do have in your mind that you want to live for God and pray. Because I might be, if I if it was the other way, or the other way around, she could be pr- probably praying for a husband. And I'm just living for God. God mm-hmm. will just reveal it. Because I had I had confirmations or two as well. And I was fighting it. And mm-hmm. you know, my pastor always says that God is always going to give you what you don't like. <laughs> and around that time, she felt like, okay, um You're older than I'm me. Older.
2: five years older. So yeah. and we've never spoken before. We never I always spoken. see you in church. So you know, sometimes I'm like, how will this even happen? It doesn't right. even make sense. How, how can we even start a conversation? Mm-hmm. You know, so I was thinking about all of them. And I'm like, you know, I'm not even telling anybody about this dream because then if I tell somebody, then that means that it's real. <laughs> no. You know that feeling? <laughs> yeah. So I decided not to tell pastor at all. I did not yes. tell anybody about that. But at that time, when the Lord brought understanding to me, when I woke up from the dream, I knew that it was my husband. Wow. Yeah, I knew that. And I think even, I believe on Friday, that was Valentine's Day. I think yeah. pastor said it's, he said it so much, but I think he said that don't worry about who you are going to get married mm-hmm. to. Just be obedient. Yes. Just do your daily activity as a child of God, and God knows mm-hmm. when the right time to bring the partner. And that's what I was doing. I wasn't thinking about marriage. I was just thinking yeah. about leaving the relationship. And I was thinking about living for God, yeah. and God just saw that. I just want to give you a husband.
1: Wow. So yeah. So, so it's it's so it's so amazing that like I don't know like. I'm just in awe because it's like people, I know I hear I hear people like, oh, I prayed, you know, for this person, you know, God gave me my heart's desire, like, you know, stuff like that. But it's just amazing that you were praying for a, a husband and you were, oh, sorry, you were praying for a wife and Lucy, you were just praying to, you know, and then I think you also praying to get yourself, you know, in line with, you know, God's purpose for your life. So it's just amazing that, so when... You said you knew
2: yeah.
1: that that was your husband, but because of the differences, the individual differences, you know, you were here, he was there. How was the when he did he approach you? And if when he did, how, how did you feel when he
2: did? Oh my God, that's so interesting. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, tell us, spill the beans, tell us a story. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna cut it short because it's a long story. Oh. Not time. <laughs> <laughs> Because, um, <laughs> so 2013, when I had my first dream about him, um, and I knew that he was my husband, I, I decided not to tell anybody about it because I didn't want it to look real and I didn't want it to be real because then it's like, it's a real thing. <laughs> so what happened was, um, I did not tell pastor, but I believe that, um, in church for some reason, you know, we kind of was going at each other. Our Bible studies.
0: He was coming at me. Oh, you tried.
2: It. Oh
1: my no.
0: God! No. No. <laughs> no. no, guys, no, that's not true.
1: Let me tell you. So, so you I know remember, the story, yeah, right? No, I don't know the story, but <laughs> this is how, I, like, my eyes were doing me
2: <laughs> something.
1: Yeah, because I will come. You know, I I didn't live in Jersey at the time, and I will come now visit. You know, my brother come visit. You know, church. I love NJ. So I come, and then you know we're doing Bible studies. Then. Vicky Ray will share a point. And then Lucy was like, uh-uh. She would like, <laughs> <laughs> she would crack a joke or, you know, give some snarky, cheeky comment. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like,
2: why doesn't this girl like this guy? <laughs> but you know what? Okay. So I, I believe before I had my dream, my first dream, um, I believe 2013, um, I think you were, I would say you were one of the um guys that became, you were the only guy at that time that had given your life to Christ. I think, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Class of 2012. Class of 2012. <laughs> the only guy at that time. So I remember, um, I guess he was in church every day, and I was in school in New York. So I was schooling in New York, so I will come home during the weekend just to fellowship and go back. And I remember, Um, for some reason, everybody told that you were like the youth president or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. because you were more involved yeah. in church. So I remember he texted me when I was in school. You texted me, and he was like, Hi, Sister Lucy. So, man, I'm like, what's a number for me? I'm like, whose number is this? And I was like, oh, who is this? And I think you said that it's Big Ray. And I remember saying, it's Big Ray. So, I remember I texted and I said, who's Big, who's Big Ray? And I thought it was another um, Ray that I know. So, I remember I sent a message and I was like, oh, is this? And so, you were like, no, you don't know who I am. Oh, it's big rip from church. And I said, Oh, okay, okay. And I said, Oh, hi. Big so, rape. Uh, <laughs> so right then in my head, I was like, Wow, I hope this guy, that's what I said in my head. I didn't say I was like, I hope this guy is not trying to get with me because I'm tr- I'm not ready for that. That's what I said in my Whoa. head. I was like, nah, I hope this guy is not trying to get with me because there's not the time for that. Like, you know, I'm leaving <laughs> a relationship and I'm trying to get right with God. So there's not a time to leave from one thing and go to another. So, that's what I said in my head. That's before I had my dream. Mm-hmm. So, I think after that, anytime that I, I would come home from school, you know, he was an usher at that, around that time. So, he would be standing in the hallway and I think I was like some part-time usher, <laughs> some type <laughs> of thing. So, he will make comments and, you know, he started a, the funny comments also, and oh. since, you know, I'm also, I guess, a funny person, I was also trying to be funny. So, I think, yeah, I think that's how everything <laughs> started.
0: Yeah, I, don't um, know. I don't think she, she she had her own mindset I was just trying to be a nice Christian brother <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was
2: no but you know okay can I tell you okay you know why because you know sometimes as girls you mm-hmm. know when a guy texts you oh we know you, we know you know what I'm trying to say sometimes <we> know. <laughs> you know at that time I wasn't thinking that I knew that he was also born again he was mm-hmm. trying to get with God, so I wasn't thinking that that's what he was going to do but like, this, you know, that's the first thing that comes mm-hmm. into your mind when mm-hmm. a guy says hi or even texts you, like Assumption. Oh I hope yeah. exactly. So yes, that's what I was sure. thinking, but it wasn't like I knew that you were going to, you know, that's what you were trying assumption. to do. But yeah, I was a, yeah, it was an assumption. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, I hope this guy's not trying to get with me because I'm not ready for that. That's what I said in my head. Yeah. So Deacon, when when exactly did you after all the
1: confirmations, you know, the Lord finally you, you finally accepted what the Lord told you that Lucy is your wife. When did you I won't say pop the question, but when did you go talk to her?
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um so I I started praying in 2013. I don't know the exact date, but it was around 2013. It took me maybe I would say a year, right? Cuz Yeah, because I think you approached me 2014. 2014. So a whole year. August,
2: August 2014, I remember because yeah. I was at youth camp. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So all CPSC are yeah. Okay. So, yeah, wow. I mean, yeah, I do 14. Mean, yeah, I think it was probably a little over a year. I that, don't you know what, that, I that you were praying or
1: that you kept it to yourself?
0: Yeah, I kept it to myself at first, but then I started sharing with my uh, my spiritual father. Okay. Um, I was fighting it too because, you know, when I was praying, I was open-minded. The first thing, it wasn't like a dream or anything. It's just that I started paying attention to her more at church mm. every time that she would come in. But then it was something that's like I couldn't stop. So I I thought it was my own thing because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. I don't want anybody to see me saying the wrong thing to her or start assuming right. stuff that okay, you know. Right. So I'm like, let me let my uh, my pastor know first. So I told him and he asked me, well, what am I? And I'm like, Oh, I'm praying. This is what I'm doing, because he knew what kind of prayer I was praying. And so just you know, keep on praying. Um Don't talk to her anything. So that's one of the things that helped me, because I feel like if he didn't give me that kind of counseling, I probably might would have pushed her prematurely. Yeah. Wow. So I kept it to myself. I have multiple dreams um, that I was fighting to as well. So one of the dreams that I I I said to the Lord was like, you know what? Um, if because I wanted confirmation, and two confirmation, I did it for me. I said, if it's your will and this way you're directing me, let the youth kind of like. Reveal it to them in their own way, without me mentioning it to them, and also reveal it to my mom. Mm. So, and you know, just paying attention, I I kind of realized, okay, the youth are kind of like connecting things because like, we were coming
2: we, at each other. That's why yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't my own will
0: because
1: he was praying mm. for me to do that. So then,
2: automatically, I started like
1: doing that. So, so, so <laughs> that means, we, and I asked this question last week to <laughs> Deacon Sam and Ash about the signs thing. Mm-hmm. So that means, so do you believe in? That sort of thing, signs that God will reveal specific things to you when you ask Him to? Yeah, of
0: course. I mean, if you read the Book of Matthew, I think 24, to 23, he said during the last day there'll be signs. There'll be signs. So he it depends, and it has to be like with a good intention. Mm. Because I asked for it and it was for a good purpose. Mm. So with those signs, he was speaking to me. I mean, everybody else will be different. Somebody might hear a clear voice. Right. Because my pastor always said, Don't don't ask for confirmation. Oh, Lord, if you know this is the person, let them test me. Meanwhile, you guys are testing all the time. <laughs> you know? um, I use the youth because around that time, those are things that like you will hide from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of um, your yeah, friends. Yeah. And then when my mom hadn't spoken to my mom about anything, mm-hmm. so I'm like, father, reveal to him. My mom had yeah. a dream that, you know, she came to my house and I wasn't there. And she left me like some kind of decoration in Formado to... Oh, um, wow. they quit my room, but my mom said it was very nice. Oh, I'm were like, you not there? I, I don't know where I was. You know, so, like, when these things started clicking, and then the way her response to me, too, I'm like, no, nah, I think she, mm. she's feeling, feeling brother. <laughs>
2: no comment, okay, right. <laughs> she's feeling,
1: feeling
0: brother, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, um. You know, I, I was communicating all this thing to my uh, my spiritual father, mm. and it got to a point where it's like I couldn't hold it anymore. You know, so when we went to the youth camp. I'm like, you know, I have to let her know. You know, maybe she don't know. I want right. to know if God has to reveal to her. I'm like, I want to know if she's praying, that kind of stuff. So I think 2014, we went to youth camp. That's when um, I found my own way to approach her.
1: So when he approached you, what was your response? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... um. I believe that you tested me before we went to the camp. He said, Oh, I want to, I want to talk to you. And right there, I just knew. Mm. Even though we were not talking about getting married or we we're not having any kind of conversation, but I just knew because I also had my com- com- confirmation already. And I knew that he also had his confirmation already. Mm. For some reason, I just knew. So, for him to tell me that I wanted to talk to you, I kind of figured that that would be the only thing that you have to text somebody or, that I want to talk to you on a separate watch. You, you go to church every day, you can tell me anything, you know, anything in church. So, I kind of <laughs> knew. And I was I was hoping, like, oh my God, please, I hope he's not going to tell me that because I don't want to hear it. So, I, um, I think when we got to um youth camp, you texted me that you wanted us to stand somewhere else and talk. And I said, okay. So, I went then. I think <laughs> he was so shy. <laughs> oh. <yeah. laughs> He was like, um, oh, you know, so I've been praying and it looks like the Lord is leading me to your direction. And, you wow, know, I'll dig <laughs> that's it. it. Yeah. spiritual, spiritual proposal. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I've been praying and it looks like the Lord is leading me to your direction. He has a purpose for both of us. And I said, oh, okay. That's it? That's it. Ah. Yeah, I
0: know, right?
2: Oh, okay. Ah. And, <laughs> because honestly, I wasn't sure. Whether it was the right time, just for me, for for me, you know, and like I said before, I've been trying to pretend that I didn't know Mm -hmm. that, you know, he was my husband. So, um, I was just trying to prevent, I didn't want to say anything where, you know, I guess maybe he would think that, oh yeah, I got her. I don't Eight. know if you get it, but you knew. I knew, but I just, I, I don't so know. So you were still
1: trying to play hard yeah. to get, even though the Lord told you that, you know, or even though you knew that this was your husband, you were still, yeah. wow.
2: So when he, when he, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so when he told me that was just a class, I feel like I wasn't sure whether our spiritual father was involved because mm-hmm. me and him never had any conversation about, What oh, I told pastor about you and all of that. So he just came up to me and said, Oh, I had a dream about you, or maybe I've been praying about you, and it looks like the Lord is leading me to your direction. So I said, "All my answer was okay." What do you mean to say? Oh yeah, me too. I've been having dreams. No, I didn't want it. I didn't want to make it that easy because that was just going to be too easy. Oh yeah, me too. Oh, let's go hang out. No, <laughs> you know. So I was like, "Okay, thank you." You know, he said, "Have you been having any dreams? Have you been praying?" I said, "No Bible." Well. <laughs> and that was the conversation. So when I came back to church, I told pastor about it. You know that. This and this is what he told me, and that's it. Yeah. Cause I wasn't sure. I knew he had a good relationship with pastor, and I wasn't sure whether he communicated with, with his pastor or not. And I think, you know, I'm not sure if this was a good thing or not, but I feel like we should involve our spiritual fathers yes. and stuff like that. I was actually go, gonna ask that. We that, go to you know, the same seems, church. Yeah,
1: it seems like the whole process too. You kept involving your spiritual father, yeah. every step of the way you kept mm-hmm. telling. So what would you say to us young ones? Because I know a lot of us like to when we're in relationships, we don't tell. Our parents, or tell our yeah. I'm writing you guys out today oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> because I did the same. Not really, but <laughs> you <laughs> like, always you know, the same. I, um, yeah, so like we, we are, we're shy or ashamed or scared. I'll say to tell our parents or to tell our pastors. So, what gave you the courage to do that? And what would you say to us young ones that are about to enter into relationships and or marriage?
0: Um, see, what I will say is, it's good sometimes, I mean, you know, I, I've been there before, it's like sometimes you get to age where you feel like you are of age, you mm-hmm. know a lot and certain things you want to keep to yourself and then I might keep fighting when I say, okay, if I tell my parents, they might not be in support and stuff like that. The moment that those thoughts start coming, that means that the decision we're about to make is wrong, mm. you know, mm. because they know, they've been there before, they've right. married, they have kids, they had us, so they know. And is they are, they like it too when we take it's like what parent I was what parent wouldn't want their child to get married when mm-hmm. they're of age. So um I think it's a good thing to do it. And then when I did that, my pastor respected me up to now. Mm. You know, he was because everything that he told me, I did it. And I was I kept him involved. And him as a father, he was proud of me. Right. So I would say that it's a good thing to do. And with my wife to the way my wife played the whole thing, I like it because as a woman or as a man, especially for women, you have to play hard to get. You mm-hmm. have to you have to be expensive. You have to right. know your value. That's true. Because uh, I'll use that same um, um, verse again uh, in Proverbs that he who oh. finds, right? Mm-hmm. He who finds, you obtain favor. The woman is bringing favor. Mm. And when a man discovers a treasure, they will do, they will work hard. To get it. So if the woman is playing easy to get, you are not the treasure. He's mm-hmm. not going to work hard. So you have to make him work hard. And then working hard doesn't mean buying expensive stuff and all that kind of stuff. If if you are a woman of uh, uh of God, you have to like um be involved in the things of God. That's what attracted my wife to me. Mm. And then I was working hard in prayers because when she did that, I'm like, no, nah, I, I have to keep praying, I have to keep praying. So when God revealed everything to me, I had that confidence, even though except when I was when I was going to her, you know, say like, <laughs> how because around that time, I'm like, okay, should I write? note, put it on her car. Um, <laughs> hey. Should I send a tip? Wow, I, I was very nervous. <laughs> but when I when I did it, when I approached her, um even though she didn't, she gave me like one word. I still had this confidence because I knew that God has revealed mm-hmm. it to me, and I knew that I had been coached. Mm. You know, somebody is helping me in prayers too. So I knew my spiritual father helped me in prayers. He gave me great counseling. And then when the time came to, you know he was happy right? because we didn't disobey him and then mm-hmm. the glory also went to our family so if we take taking this journey it's a journey that's like you want people to support you yeah you don't want to hide it you mm. don't want to hide it and
2: i think sometimes the reason why we hide it from our pastors um our parents and friends is because you already have an interest already in that yes. person so you know for sure that if i take this thing to my parents or my pastor they're gonna say no yes. So then you're going to hide it from them because you want to have your way. It's the same thing as, you know, we didn't go to God. I didn't go to God with you. Mm -hmm. You didn't go to God having me in your mind. You just went to God. God, just give me a good wife. That's it. You know, but sometimes we go to God with the person Mm -hmm. saying, God, this is what I want. Make Mm -hmm. this person for me. Mm -hmm. But God can't make the person for you. He already has somebody else for you. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes, you know, Instead of us, because we involve um, our special father from the beginning, beginning, without yes. even having interest in each other. So then it's easy for us to listen to their counseling because mm. we're not emotionally attached to each other. Mm. So I think that's what really helped us. I think, you know, like you said, it's good for us to involve our special fathers in it because at that time we are under their care in the church. And what would have happened if we were not together? He's going to marry somebody else in the mm-hmm. church. How would that play out yeah. if we did not involve him? That's why most of the time so many issues happen in churches because this person would date one person, they will move on to the other person and then because while the church is supposed to be yeah. united now, people are fighting, girls are fighting because this guy has been dating 10 people in a church. Mm-hmm. So it's good to involve, you know, our pastors and let them guide us because the Lord has, you know, given mm-hmm. our soul to them to watch over us and they know what's best for us. just like our parents. We live up under their roof and, they give us the advice because they want the best for us. Who That's wouldn't true. want the best for their children? So I think it's good for us to involve our spiritual parents because they love us and they're gonna watch us, so as the Lord wants them to. Yeah.
0: No, that that, that is so true. And sometimes you know, where where I would say, you know, youth nowadays, we always limit God. Mm. You know, we we take this journey, have somebody in mind, we do whatever that we want to do before we start praying, and then we begin to use our own mind to assume stuff. That, oh, mm-hmm. I've heard from God. God said this, this, and that. And sometimes too, it's like, oh, I've been praying and praying and praying. God is not answering. Mm-hmm. We have to check. God is not answering because it's like, we have a picture in our mind and we want we have the way that God, we want God to respond. Mm-hmm. And when God doesn't respond that way, it's, oh, um, there's no power in the church. Oh, um, God is not real. But if we do it, see, God is a principal God. And everything that he do, um, he, he have words that is backing it. Mm. He has principles. He has ways that we have to go. So we have to go all the way back. And sometimes it's like, we don't want to drop everything and start yes, all over again. Right. That's literally what I have to do. I have mm. to drop everything. I have to go on my knees. Mm. I have to work on myself and start from the bottom. And that's what we have to do. Sometimes you don't want to do that. Yeah. Sometimes if you want to pray about somebody that, we've already, uh, my pastor would say, crucified already.
2: Yeah. And what kind of prayers are we even doing? If you don't, Mm. if you're not walking by the word of God, what prayers are you really praying? Yeah, that's true. Because if you're going to communicate with somebody, pastor always says, you have to know the person's love language, you know, Mm -hmm. how they understand things. So if I'm going to God to pray to God, what word Mm -hmm. am I using to talk to to God? Because he cannot talk to me Outside the word of God. Mm -hmm. So people are praying, they're not getting answers because they're not Um, praying according to the word of God. They don't know the word of God. They're not obedient to God. So God cannot respond back to them. And even if he does, you won't even be able to understand. Because at the end of the day, you're not even, you know, walking by the word. That's true. So
1: my next question is pretty much, I'm so interested in this because it's like, you know, we hear... Like I always say, we hear stories of, okay, so I was praying, you know, so your story confounds me and it amazes me at the same time. So I want to ask, how do you, for example, let's say I'm in a relationship at this moment and the Lord reveals that this is not the person for me. Let's say I put myself in that situation without first asking of mm-hmm. of God, you know, before I entered the relationship, I did it with my own interest, my own intention, my own motives, and I'm in there, and I realize that this is not the person that God has destined for me to be with. How do I then come out of it, and what is the healing process? Let me say because according to what you're saying, you were in a previous relationship before you married your wife, Lucy. Yeah. So, yeah. so the one what I'm was? <laughs> So, how did you physically do that? And what was your healing process? I know prayer you was have a, a major part of, of it. it. <laughs> okay. wow. Prayer was a major part of it, but physically, Physical. you know, relatably and practically. As I said, you wow. share the word of God that way. So. This
0: is tough. Um, <laughs> to no, I hope I don't get in trouble. But, um... Disclaimer wow. so, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna to try to be because uh, I like to be practical, right? Right. Um, and I want to speak a language that everybody will understand. Mm-hmm. See, I'm human and see, God have a way of dealing everybody, and I believe that God from now uh, from now looking back, God started ministering to me when I was in college, mm-hmm. but I guess I didn't see at that time because mm-hmm. I graduated in 2012 and I gave my life to Christ in 2012. I didn't know I was gonna graduate and but I was gonna graduate, I have my own mind. I'm going to buy a lot of bottles and start drinking. That was my plan. But out of nowhere, I guess he snatched me. Mm. So when I graduated, I remember, well, I think it was, uh, I don't know, one month. But I said to my girlfriend at that time that you're going to stop having sex. Mm. And I guess that became like a little um, argument or whatever. But um, I didn't know why I said that. Mm. But I'm like, we're not going to have sex anymore. This is before you gave your life
1: to That was before. Oh,
0: wow. So it, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, I started going to church. And then when we started going to church, it's like this whole thing started happening. And it's like, we were breaking up, coming together, breaking up, coming together. But I guess I would say that was a way of God speaking Mm -hmm. to me or her at that time, but we didn't understand it. So I spoke to my uh, spiritual father and around that time, and I guess he knew something. I don't know, but he was counseling us, but I guess he knew what he was doing. God God was revealing whatever to him. Um, so me being who I am um, who I was before, I didn't want to let her go. Mm. But then it got to a point that I knew that she wasn't for me. But I'm like, how can she not be for me? She hasn't done me any wrong. Mm-hmm. We, we've been to school like for four years, taking scar, we lived together. Why would she not? So I, around that time I wanted to pray. Hold on.
1: Mm-hmm. You all live together?
0: We went to the same school. Oh, so you guys like were we were in the same dorm and for some reason. Our dorm was right. I was like, I think room one, room two. She was like three, oh. well four, because it goes even numbers. She was four, so it was like the okay. only thing that separated us was like a wall. So, oh wow! Yeah, so technically, you guys were all she the time. moved to my room. Like we were living in the same room. Wow, that, that's okay. what
1: happened around
0: that time. But uh please continue. I didn't, <laughs> the same way that somebody will feel, I felt that before. I didn't want to let her go because mm. it's like you felt like you invested in so that much. so much in that relationship. Yeah. So I was fighting it. But then it got to a point as I was growing in the Lord, mm. I knew, as I was finding myself, I knew my value. And I knew what I wanted. When I looked, when I pictured my future, I wanted a, um, a God-fearing person, somebody to understand me, to understand her. That even if we are going to argue, we can make up. Right. We're not going to argue for like months, weeks. And that didn't work. So the same way God revealed my wife to me, God did reveal to me in dreams. He mm. gave me confirmation. That that's not your partner. Wow. So we broke up, but then emotionally, I was still fighting it until I started praying and praying and praying and praying. And I asked God for a specific one thing that I can't say it on air mm-hmm. that God, if she's really not my wife, let this happen. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, let her tell me. We broke up for like months, and that particular thing happened. She called me and she told me, and At that moment, it just felt like something lifted off my shoulder. Wow. So, I mean, my only solution, I would say, building a relationship with God and then also prayer. But then as human, flesh will come in Mm -hmm. because you've invested in that particular thing. You can't let it go. It wasn't easy for me to go. It took me months. And then it took me, I would say, maybe probably like, I would say like a year. To to finally get, Mm -hmm.
1: not only get rid, but to finally rid yourself of the love Mm -hmm. that you had. Mm
0: -hmm took me about a year wow this is yeah. hard
2: yeah was very interesting
1: i didn't know that but that's very
2: interesting <laughs> i'm not sure if i should even add on because it looks like that was a very good answer well
0: you have your own story too but bro. um <laughs>
2: just to add a little bit just a little bit to it um i personally feel like i think um one of the things that when we first became born again um, pastor was teaching us was um if you're trying to pull away from something, you can't keep trying to attach yourself to that thing. Mm-hmm. So I think one thing that helped me because I also came in the Lord um at that time I had a boyfriend too. So we had to stop, you know, anything that will cause emotional connection, kissing, you know, having sex, all of those things have to be stopped. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, helped her because. Yes, you want to stop doing it, but sometimes you want to stop doing something we just say with our mind, but we still go ahead and go back to the person. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be so hard because you guys have been doing it for how long? And if you say you want to stop it today, it's not just going to happen right away. Right, There has to be some physical, you know, disconnection from you and that person that can happen through whatever that was connecting you guys. You guys need to stop it. Mm -hmm. So that's what, like you said, through prayers and, you know, building a relationship with God and just physically detaching yourself from that person. Wow. Yeah.
0: And and also, you know, see when these things happen, um, I mean, me personally, what I did is um the other women that I mess with, and especially that particular woman, I you have to delete saying you have to cut some relationship off. Mm. I deleted um phone numbers. Hey, um that's drastic. And see why when, wow. when these things happen, right? Because you don't want to because around that time, she was coming to church, mm-hmm. right? And it was harder every time I see that person. Mm-hmm. It's like, it brings feelings back. Because we are human. You've right, been with this right. person for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I knew places that she would be, I would not want to go to that environment. Right, right. right. If, she's gonna, if I know she's going to be there, I'm not going to get... It's not that I hated her. Mm-hmm. It was for myself. Yeah, to I, yourself. It, exactly. yeah, love yourself. Exactly. And then, see, when, during that process, right, I messed up one time. I think it was... Yes, think sure that. did. Yeah. <laughs> I messed up one time. Because... <laughs> Oh, uh, I think me and him broke up and all that kind of stuff. And then I thought I was okay because mm. I've been single for a long time. And then when we met, something happened. We, had, we ended up kissing. Mm. And we, we ended up actually doing the do. <laughs> and then I, I felt so bad. And I thank God that that happened because mm. I was like, wow. It wasn't my strength. Mm-hmm. I thought I was doing it. I thought, oh my God, I did it. I've gotten overheard. When that happened, it was a lesson for you me to learn. Like
1: to talk, pastor. Yes. So I, I think the, the underlying thing of it is that everything, every step that you took, you sought spiritual guidance. Exactly. And that is very profound for me because a lot of people our age, and millennials, mm-hmm. let me say singles, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We don't talk to our pastors. We don't talk to our parents. We don't even talk to our elder siblings. We do a lot of things in secrecy because we're afraid mm-hmm. or ashamed. So that's, that's
2: really amazing. It's true. Wow. Yeah, and I think one thing to that help was because um my pastor was not judgmental. Like mm-hmm. He was very receiving. He really, he knew that stage where we all were. So he knew that I can come in and try to be tough on them because that's going to drive them away more. So for me to bring them closer to me, I have to come down to their level. Yes. So there was never a day until today that he made anybody feel like you're judging me mm-hmm. or you don't understand mm-hmm. how I'm feeling. Right. So I think that was... What help us to really open up to, to him, to let him know the things that we're going through and stuff like this. I think that's what really help out. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we're about to wrap up, but I actually really want to know this. So <laughs> what <laughs> don't you want to know, Karen? <laughs> oh, Lucy, it's not for me. It's for the <laughs> journey listeners. So I want to ask. So in your courtship, I remember earlier while we were speaking, you were saying that um there was no emotional attachment. So it was easy for you to take it to past so when did the emotional attachment begin when you guys were courting?
0: Well, I guess this would be an individual thing. Guys, <laughs> 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 oh so might probably start earlier. Um, <laughs> um, so with, with me, as we were as because I, I kept seeing her every day. So um I would say getting closer to the end, right? I started seeing because in the beginning, it was like more like of like the spiritual thing. She was very active in church. She was cleaning and stuff. So I'm like, wow, if she's really cleaning in the church, then she could probably, you know, do the same thing at home. So I was taking everything I was seeing her do to connect it to my home at that time. Mm-hmm. And then that started growing because you got to everything that happened and stuff from the inside mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where I started seeing her for, um, physical beauty. And it was true. Because when it got to a point, mm-hmm. right, um, <laughs> um, like I... We will get together when it got to a point where we were recording that our, our family knew our pastor was so, okay today you guys will go to the movies
1: and, Wait, and it, so your pastor told you like where to take her?
0: Yeah, he would be like okay. We, we she didn't know when,
2: when we are being good. When
0: we are being
2: good, like we <laughs> like were doing anything like, bad though, but right, you yeah, know, yeah. just you know, for listen to me, you know, that's how good yeah. you know pastor is like wow, so you know it's fine, you could take her out. So, I heard you guys didn't go out at
0: all. We like. Okay, so we did not from the beginning, we didn't. We started doing this in 2017, right? We got married in 2017. Mm-hmm. He knew about this since 2013. Okay. Oh, so, 13. around that time, no, we didn't go out. So,
2: no dates, no, no dates, dinner, nothing. Not no. I think maybe our first outing was probably like 2016 or 15 when to, it was 16. 16, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And around that time, our parents knew.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, our parents mm-hmm. knew. So around that, in 2016, maybe like once, he was okay, maybe, you know, be you got to be romantic. I took her once. Then in 2017, maybe like twice. But 2017, we were getting ready to get married. Mm-hmm. So it's like the church knew, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So And
2: I think just to add on a little bit, the reason why sometimes, you know, we feel like maybe we are being restricted mm-hmm. or we feel like, you know, um, You can't tell me what to do. Like, you know, I like this person. They like me. So why can't we do this and that? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we can't trust, you know, our flesh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yes, we haven't had sex, you know, for years. But then at the end of the day, the enemy is working 24. Yeah. So Pastor will say 24, 8, yeah. you know. Yep. So we can't trust our flesh and say, I haven't done this for so long. So we can still be together. Mm-hmm. And I think um we had understanding because even though, you know, Pastor will say, it's not good for you guys to do. He explains why. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Nobody knows that we are dating or whatever it may be or we have a relationship or we're going to get married. But now when they see us together somewhere else, they're going to start assuming yeah. and gossiping is going to go, oh my God, I saw Reagan and Lucy somewhere. They were kissing. Why, they probably Maybe he was taking something from my neck or something, mm-hmm. but they would just make that assumption and it's going to mm-hmm. look like, you know, we are doing something. It's going to tarnish, you know, our image and whilst we're also trying to get with God. So I think sometimes we have to understand why, you know, maybe our spiritual parents or maybe our our, our parents, you know, a family would tell us not to do certain things because it's to help us, right? you know. So I think that's one thing that helps us. We understood why he said what he said. It wasn't like, you know, we allowed him to, you know, control us or anything like that. We just knew the spiritual implications of it and what how it will mess us up when other people say things that is not even true because he shared his own personal experience mm-hmm. when he was getting married and all the things that went on. So we took that advice and we said, you know what? We're going to trust you and take us through the process. Right.
0: Yeah. And plus we knew that it was coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um, we didn't fight it. And plus, see around that time, like it wasn't more like, oh, like the fleshy, fleshy stuff. Yeah. You, she was busy saving. I was busy saving. We, was, we were busy because we knew we were going to get married. So, we were busy planning all this stuff. So, it's like, if I waited for all this time, mm-hmm. what should I crave? And even if I crave and something happened. How long is it going to take? Mm-hmm. We knew that we are going to get married, like, in a couple months or a couple years. So, why not why not, why not not wait? Exactly. You know, why not wait different?
2: for the that? time? Because we're going to spend yeah. the rest of our life together. So, mm-hmm. what is the wait? Five years? What is that going to do for 100 years together or maybe 50 years together? You know? So, I think it wasn't something that, you know, we were worried about that we can't go out to eat. You know, because most people go out to eat and they ended up breaking up. So, Mm -hmm. and we tried so many things. It didn't work. So why not give another try? Why not let God, you know, do his thing and just, you know, leave everything up to him? Yeah,
1: Patience is a virtue. That's amazing. If I leave myself, we'll talk all day. (laughs) (laughs) But we had to wrap up. Thank you guys so much for coming on to the show. Like, honestly, my biggest takeaway from this is, you know, seek God and then seek spiritual guidance. Yes. I think that that's like the number 1 takeaway that I took from this, you know, discussion. It's so amazing because I know a lot of us like I keep saying the millennial, the singles, mm. those of us in our generation now, we barely present things to God first, we go with our human emotions, the fact that, okay, I like this guy, you know, he sings Mm -hmm. in church or he plays keyboard or I'm speaking for myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, he does this. So maybe this is the one for me. Meanwhile, I haven't presented it to God or spoken to my parents or my spiritual father and mom. So thank you guys so much for enlightening us and sharing your story. Thank you us. so
0: much for having
2: us. Yeah, thank
1: yeah. you. So blessed nice to nice
0: be being on your show. How yeah. Much? Well, this is we my guys, first they're time. Back. So...
1: They're coming back, actually. Yeah. Um, So, Deacon Ray and Sister Lou, they're actually going to come back to talk about how they saved up. Oh, my God. For, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> for marriage. Mm. Okay. So, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for listening to The Journey with Karen Siao. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram page at the journey underscore podcast, and stay tuned for our coming website. Please, please, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes and Google podcasts. Join us next week when we talk about purity and celibacy before marriage. We're not continuing um, praying for a spouse that's coming in two weeks, but next week I'm inviting Sister Lucy back on to talk about purity and celibacy. Remember, the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by God through times and seasons. I love you all, and have a wonderful week. This is called The
0: Journey.